This episode of the Local Dirt Podcast is brought to you by Outagamie Speedway in Seymour, Wisconsin. Outagamie Speedway is presented by Clink Equipment and Elite Coatings Incorporated, racing Friday nights with a 6.30 p.m. start time. Come see the cars and stars of the IMCA Modifieds, IMCA Stock Cars, IMCA Sport Mods, IMCA Sport Compacts, and the Unified Dirt Street Stocks for some of the best short track racing in Wisconsin. For additional information on the schedule, point standings, and more, you can follow them on Facebook, My Race Pass, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram at Outagamie Speedway. Welcome to the Local Dirt Podcast. We have a very special episode. We were able to get two of them in on one day. The other half of the Beaver Dam Connection, the 75 of James Fletcher. James, how's it going? It's going along. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, glad to have you. We've been trying to put this together for a little bit. Um, I just got off the horn with your, your buddy, Jesse Cron. You guys drove together. Oh, you see your buddy? Do you Who call she? him? Never heard of her. Never heard of him? Okay. All right. That's oh. what I kind of figured it was going to be. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> and we were at the Luxembourg Trade Show. Um, anything cool stick out? What do, you, what do you got going on here today? Um, yeah, we're just uh, helping out the raceway, uh, Beaver Dam. Um, Jesse and I are pretty heavily involved with the go-kart program. Um, Carolyn wasn't able to make it today, so we, we told her we were coming anyways. So, you know, we'd set up a booth and talk racing with people, you know, doing what we were going to do here anyways. So it worked out cool, just representing the track and trying to get more people involved with the big change to Tuesdays and trying to draw more racers and fans from up north, hopefully uh, back at the place. So it's exciting. It, it is very exciting, and it's neat to see them, you know, take a little bit of a chance at moving uh, from your – standard friday saturday show to try and improve things bringing in the imca divisions um wh what are your plans on tuesday nights i'll be there um i plan to race the street stock again on tuesdays um when i can i'm graduating uh from college in may so uh, i don't really have a job specifically lined up yet so hopefully wherever that's going to be i can you know be able to get off work in time to get to the racetrack but uh, tuesday nights same deal i'll plan to be there and support the track i've been racing that since i started so and how long you've been racing I started racing when I was five in go-karts, actually, but I've been racing the street stock for, this will be my eighth season. I started when I was 15, I believe. Wow. So you've had a lot of success success in a short amount of time. You were uh, Beaver Dams, uh, Unified Dirt Street Stock Track Champion, and then in 2022 and 2021, you were the Unified Street Stock Championship uh, Champion at Outagamie Speedway. Uh, what all goes in to having a car that you can run night to night and compete for championships. That's a, that's a lot of work. Uh, you know, thinking about it, you know, running two nights a week to outside people doesn't sound, you know, it's two nights, what's the big deal? But I tell you, as the season goes on, it's 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 a drag. It, it's, it's, it gets long, a lot of nights in the shop, a lot of maintenance, and extra, it's just an extra night worth of wear and tear in the car, more maintenance you got to do. And just keeping up on that stuff's really the key. It's, you know, we're always changing stuff, trying new things, keeping up on, you know, you can't win if the car's wrecked. So, you know, getting clean, making sure everything's working well. And it's, that's really the key to being able to run a lot of nights and be up front most every night. So we, we take a lot of pride in doing that well. So tell, tell us about your car. What, what kind of car is it? Where did it come from? What's, what's the history on it? Uh, so my car is, uh, you know, it's a standard metric chassis, um, Monte Carlo. We bought it from Brandon Reedner. Um, he raced it for a number of years, won a couple of championships with it. Uh, we bought it from him my second year. Uh, funny story, actually. We were going to buy his car my rookie year when I first started. 
or when I was first going to get into racing, and he blew the motor up after we already agreed to buy it. So oh. he said, you know what? I blew the motor up. I'm going to keep the car. Yeah, he gave us our deposit or whatever back on it. He'll keep the car. He ended up running it the next year. So we bought his brother Kyle's car that a buddy of his was running that year, which was a full-size, big full-size Monte car. Ran that my rookie year, and on championship night at Beaver Dam, it got totaled. Oh. We junked it. And so, you know, push comes to shove. Brandon ended up, I think Brandon won the championship that year in that car we were going to buy. We walked over to him last night. Hey, is it still for sale? Yeah, sure. Bought it that night. The rest is history. Even you know, we've, we haven't been too close in contact with them at all working on it. We've kind of just, you know, gone off, done our own thing, and it's working really well. It's been a great car. It's straight. It's clean. It, it works really well for us, so we really can't complain much. So that would be an SSR by yep. Chico Reedner then? Yep, yep, that's original. Long-time racers uh, go way back there. Yeah, yeah, he built it in 2012, I believe. It's oh, it's number 012, built in 12. Yeah, that sounds about right, I think. That, I know, that that warms my heart a little bit to hear that there's a car that's that old, right. that's still kicking butt here in northeastern Wisconsin. I'm, I'm all about that. Um, how did you uh, pick your number for your car? So my... My father and my uncle Tim actually raced. They raced modifieds, um, what are they called? Um, hobby stocks, sportsman cars at the Dodge County Fairgrounds at the half mile back in the day when they raced. Uh, my dad was number 75. So naturally when I got into go-kart racing, that was really the only racing number I could associate with. So I, you know, 75 and I just rode with it ever since. And it's kind of the, the family name now, I guess, is 75. My uncle was 74. So it's just kind of sticking with that. So it's just... That kind of always what I've only really known. Uh, you mentioned uh, go-karting and the Unified Dirt Street Stock. Have you raced anything else along the way? Um, no, I have not. I can't think of... For some reason, I was thinking there was more to that answer, but no, <laughs> I, I think it, not, not overthinking it at all. No, I have not raced anything else, just straight to go-karts, a couple divisions in go-karts and moved up through there, and then Street Stock, it's been the whole time. Um, how was it that you got into the go-karting at such a young age? Um, so... The kid kart divisions that they race at the go-kart tracks, We I started at Road America, actually, on their Bridge and Stratton Complex, their asphalt road course. And you can start in a kid kart at age five. And that's when I started. So I you know, I started at age five. I ran at Road America for two seasons, I believe. And then Beaver Dam ended up, they started their program up. And then, you know, it's right down the road. I live five minutes from the track, less than that. So... It was a no-brainer for us to switch, and it was the same race night, so drive an hour and 15 minutes to race or drive two minutes to race. So it was a no-brainer, and then we raced at Beaver Dam for, oh, shoot, I don't know, um, five, six years in the go-karts, and then cars it was. When you were growing up, did you have a favorite driver? Um, you know, I don't really know. I mean, at a, at a young age, I, I remember going to the races a lot. I never got to watch my dad and my uncle race full-time when they were really going at it hard. Um, there was a couple nights, one of them filled in here and there, and obviously watched them then. And um, You know, I, I don't think I really had a specific driver when I was a little kid that I watched. I just liked going to the races. I liked, you know, picking out the cars with the coolest paints and, you know, coolest colors, coolest wraps, stuff like that. So that was usually uh, who I cheered for. Um, I didn't really have any particular. I just kind of like watching racing. If you could change one rule, what would it be? Now, it doesn't have to be your class. It could be anything in racing. If there was one rule you could change, what would it be? Oh, man. I don't know. That's tough. <laughs> um, 
It's a lot of rules. There is a lot of rules. Uh, I don't they know. They keep making more, too, it seems. Yeah, I know. There's always more. That's fine. If you think of something along the way, just holler. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. Um, other than racing, do you have any hobbies, fun things you like to do? Um, well, being in college, you know, I don't have a whole lot of time for hobbies. I'm at school all the time, but, you know, I keep myself busy. I go to the gym quite a bit, um, watching sports, hanging out with friends, you know, doing the other college activities, as you might expect a college guy would do. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, working outside, hanging outside, we have a, a quite a bit of land at our house in, in town. So, um, you know, just doing stuff outside, keeping myself occupied. I'm kind of open for everything. When did you meet Jesse Cron? Oh, that's, um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you when I met him, the unfortunate day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, we really got, so we were, when we started racing, we'd buy parts from them, you know, when Jimmy was still selling parts. And I guess we never really got close until the, so the first year I raced at Seymour in 2021, I believe. Yeah. 2021. Right. 23. No, this is 2020. 2020. 2020. Yep. Um, the first year we raced there, actually the end of 2019, we, we, the first few years in the street stock, I, I only raced to Beaver Dam, never traveled anywhere. I went to Oshkosh one once their last fall special before they closed, never traveled. And Jesse and Jimmy were always all over us. When are you going to start traveling? You guys start traveling. Look at us. We're traveling. We're going all over the place. We're successful. And we just, you know, we just never really thought about doing it. And they dragged us up to Seymour one night. I think it was the last point night in 2019. I raced there. I finished fifth or sixth. I was, you know, it was a, it was a good night. I was, I surprised the hell out of myself. And you know, we were in the fall special, same pretty good results. I think I was in the top five. And then, you know, from there, we just kept talking, getting closer, working on stuff together. And, you know, over then, all the, over time, you know, we keep going to see more. We go to 141 once in a while and race with them. And they've become pretty close. We're pretty much teammates, I guess you could say at this point. So, you know, he's one of my best friends, too. I spend a lot of time with him outside racing. Um, unfortunate to admit. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, we uh we spend a lot of time together. We talk about racing a lot. You know, we're always got each other's backs. So, it's it's a cool relationship. One of those relationships that really came out of racing, and one of the one of the cooler things I think I pulled out of racing is uh, my relationship with those guys. So it's uh it's pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, what are your plans for twenty twenty three? Um, you know, like I said, um, kind of up in the air, kind of not. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll race quite a bit. Um, you know. I'll, I'm not going to take a job that's not going to let me race, let's be honest. Priorities, you know. I hear um, that. Um, so, you know, Tuesday nights at Beaver Dam, Friday nights at Seymour pretty regularly. I'm running for points is kind of eh right now. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to try to race every single week at both tracks. Um, Saturday is obviously being open now. We'll try to hit 141. Um, Luxembourg here and there, we usually go there once a year. So um, any money specials we'll probably go to. We want to travel around, you know try to compete with some of the better guys like you, you know, got to try to keep up, Thank you, you know, deep in Thaler. Um, Tough dude. Guys like that. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, if you want to be the best, you got to beat him. So it's, you know, we got, we know that you can't just sit at home and watch you guys go out and win every week. So we want to be out there and compete and you know, it's fun. We like racing. We race to have fun. So more racing we can do more fun we have. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a blast to race with you. It's a blast to race with Jesse. You know, you're getting uh good, clean, fast drivers uh, that, you know, anyone on any night can win. Make, makes it, makes it a fun time, you know, mm -hmm. um, looking, looking down the road, way down the road. Uh, is there any class that you'd like to try along the way? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm so wishy-washy on this. Every single <laughs> year I get so many people come up to me and say, when are you moving up? When are you going to move up? You want a stock car mod, sport mod? When are you going to move up? Come on, you can't sit in these things forever. And 
you know, sometimes it's, yeah, I really want to move up. You know, I want to go compete in other classes, travel around, go to Iowa, whatever, do stuff like that. But, you know, other nights it's, you know, nights I'm winning, of course. I'm like, I don't want to move up. This is fun. I'm winning. It's, you know, you can't complain about that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm open to try pretty much any division. Um, you know, once in a while I get a wild thought, hey, I should race a sprint car. But, you know, <laughs> got to have money to race a sprint car and quite a bit of it. Um, you know, late models are cool, obviously, but, you know. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm content where I'm at. Um, nothing wrong with that down the road. Who knows? Maybe I'll stay here for a while. Maybe I'll move up. Maybe I'll take a, a few years off racing, come back and we'll see. I don't know. I'm just not really looking too far down the road. Before we get to our top 10 questions in racing or life, what are you most proud of? Oh, man, I'd say I think I'm just, you know, um, being able to do well for myself and, you know, keep, you know, keep a positive mindset for the most part. I mean, I know most people can't, you know, I mean, not most people, but a lot of people can't say that they, you know, have had a, a perfect, really great life. You know, not a lot of things go wrong from them, but I think, you know, due to my family and the people around me that I, I'm, you know, I'm confident to say, I'm proud to say that I, I really have had a pretty, you know, comfortable life, you know, not just, you know, living comfortably and doing whatever, but, you know, having good relationships, doing things I want to do, racing, stuff like that. And I, you know, it's just, I'm proud to be able to say that I've really, you know, been able to do well for myself and, you know, keep a good mental attitude, keep positive. And I think that goes a long way. Um, it, you know, it enables me to do things I want to do. I mean, like racing, for example, you know, there's a lot, a lot of roller coasters, as you know, you can go up and down, but, you know, it seems obviously there's been tough stretches, but, you know, it's, the bigger picture for me is, you know, it, it just keeping my head on and, you know, look, always looking forward. And I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of is that I'm just, you know, able to keep my positive mental state and be able to do what I want to do and be happy doing it. Excellent answer. Excellent answer, James. Well, let's move to our top 10 list. Oh boy. There's no right or wrong answer. It's one or the other. If you care to um, go in depth of why you answered what you answered, you're more than welcome to. Number 10. Mods or stock cars? Mods. Number nine, dry slick or tacky? Ah, man. I got to say dry slick. I'll feel like if I get, I'll get beat up or something if I don't. <laughs> but, you know, tack's okay once in a while. I mean, it's fun to, you know, sure. really hammer on it. And to an extent, uh, dry slick's, you know, dry slick makes a better driver, I think. But tacky's fun, you know. You get to drive them hard and go, so. Heck yeah. Number eight, racing fuel or E85? Oh, man. I don't know. That's that's a good one. Um, there's a lot of different uh, perspectives to that. Racing fuel just sounds, you know, sounds cooler. You know, just telling people, yeah, we run race fuel, 110. Pretty sweet. But the 85, <laughs> you know, it's it seems like it's a new wave of things coming in. A lot of people are switching to it. It's more cost-friendly type stuff like that. And I don't know. It's I'm 50-50 I'm on it. I don't really have a, too big of a preference. Number seven, low groove or high side? High side. I think I've always kind of... Always been a high side kind of guy. I don't know. I like the room. I feel safer, you know, with the people around me. If I, you know, I can see down the track rather than if I'm on the bottom and someone spins, it might not be as easy to miss them. And I just like running the high side and I feel faster. Number six, crate motor or open? I'd say uh, open, you know, it's, I like the idea of, you know, people being able to be original with, you know, kind of have different ideas of what they want to do uh, with their motors. Um, you know, crates, obviously all pretty standard, pretty much the same stuff, but I don't know. I think it's a builder's kind of thing to have, you know, open motors and stuff like that. Obviously there's rules and stuff of what you can and can't do, but 
I think, you know, people, you know, varying in slightly different things and what they think works is, it's cool to me. It keeps the originality in the sport and keeps the, the good minds, you know, the really smart minds active in the sport. But obviously, you know, crates are great too because, you know, they've changed racing. A lot of people are moving to them. I think there's, there's not really a wrong answer to me. Number five, third mile or half mile? Uh, that one's tough too. I think third mile, I think it's the, just more action. And, you know, like I said, with the tacky track option, um, you know, half miles are fun because they're fast. So you get to go fast, but, you know, it's there's not too many of them nowadays. Um, the biggest draw for me was um, for the half mile is my dad and those guys, when they raced at the fairgrounds in Dodge County, that was always a half mile. They loved racing on the half mile. So it was cool the couple years they raced that we, we got to run on the half mile. So that was cool. But third mile for me, it's more action. Seems like everything moves a lot faster. You got to be a lot quicker with it. So, yeah. Number four, steak sandwich or nacho supreme? Steak sandwich. Number three, catwalk or bleachers? I love the catwalk. Catwalk's such a cool view. Number two, Rod Snellenberger or Benji Lacrosse? Uh, I'll go with Benji. I don't know. I've never really talked with Rod much. I've heard a lot of cool stories about him. Obviously, they're both pretty iconic, but... I've talked to Benji. I've been around him. He seems like such a cool, mellow guy. It's, you know, he's obviously he's one of the best drivers in the state, if not the country. So, you know, he races clean. He's fast. He's got good looking cars all the time. You really can't go wrong. Number one, open trailer or enclosed? I run enclosed. Um, we ran an open for the first couple of years. It's just so much more convenient, you know, not having to unload tires and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the open trailer idea is cool because you can see the cars, you know, kids can see the cars driving down the road, stuff like that. It's like a free advertisement for racing, but just for convenience and traveling, we, you know, we go an hour plus to see more, you know, all those tracks up north. So it's just so much easier to, you know, load everything in the trailer. And if we get rained out, nothing's getting wet. You don't have to worry about any stuff like that. And you leave it in the trailer for the next day. So it's a lot better that way, I think. James, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. You bet. Appreciate your time. It's cool talking to uh, fellow drivers, you know, announcers, other, just other advocates for the sport. It's just cool to talk racing. Awesome. Thanks, man. You bet. Thanks to everyone at Eastern Wisconsin Stock Car Racing Association and OutagamiSpeedway.com for supporting the podcast. Head to our Facebook page and give us a like by either searching at Wisco Dirt or Local Dirt Podcast. You can find us on all the podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and much more. Thanks for joining us and listening. Take care, everyone.